Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery to the sight of the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then after that, Jesus said, today the scriptures, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. What you're hearing is fulfilled. He was proclaiming that he was the fulfillment of this scripture. And I wanted to stop. I'm having some type of feedback. I'm not sure what's, what's happening. but um, So this is what Jesus was saying. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he goes on to say what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do and is doing and what he wants to do. Now, where is the Spirit of the Lord now? It's within us. Romans 8.11 says, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So those that are followers of Christ, I'm a follower of Christ. Are you a follower of Christ? If you're a follower of Christ, the spirit dwells in you. So this scripture pertains to us as well. He dwells in us. The title of today, and I want you to, um, I want you to follow me on this because I, I really sense that the Lord wants to do something in us this morning. If you were at the women's thing um, some months back, this might sound a little bit familiar to you, um, but the Lord is directing me in a little bit of a different way. But so it might sound a little familiar to you. But the title of today is, "He won't heal." what we won't allow him to reveal. God won't heal what we won't allow him to reveal. We want to focus that he heals the brokenhearted. There are times in our life that we are going to be wounded in our hearts. Everyone will. It's not when, it's if. I mean, it's not if, it's when, and we may have already been wounded. But just like a physical wound, if we don't allow the spirit in us to bring the healing necessary for that wound, it won't be healed. And when something's not healed, it festers. And not only does it fester, we're not free. If we're, if we, if we're walking around wounded, we're not free. And that's the, the wound is like an entry point that the enemy loves to get into. If we, don't, if we don't submit that wound to the Lord for healing, that's an entry point that the enemy of our soul likes to get into to try to captivate us, to, to take us captive so that we're not walking in the freedom that the Spirit gives. 
So this is what the Lord desires to do in us. Remember, Jesus said he wasn't going to just be with us. He's going to be in us. Uh, now, the scripture, 1 Corinthians 6.10, I mean, 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Who is in us? The Holy Spirit. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us. Whom we have from God, and don't we know that we're not our own? So the Spirit of God dwells in us. 2 Timothy 1.14 says, Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. So these are just a few scriptures pertaining, but we can know and take a hold of the word that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And we have to settle that first, because if we don't settle that, anything else isn't going to be relevant to us. We're not going to know how to apply it. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us, those who have accepted Christ and have become his followers. So knowing that the Holy Spirit is in us, we can know the work of the Holy Spirit of what he wants to do in us. And, and, and as I'm saying in us, it's also through us. You know, this isn't, church isn't just for what we can get out of it, what God can do for us. God does in us as we are following him and doing in the lives of others. So I, I want to keep that in mind. One of the works of the Holy Spirit is healing the brokenhearted. If you're taking notes, point number one is we will all get wounded. I know I have, and guess what? I know I've wounded others unintentionally most of the time, but we will all get wounded in this life. We live in a fallen world, and even those of us that are in Christ being sanctified and growing, there are times that um, we might do or say something that brings wounds to, to others or People or circumstances in our lives bring wounds to us. So we are, we are all going to be wounded in this life. It's what we do with it. It's what are we going to do with it. Some are wounded by a bad breakup, a divorce. It causes wounds. Some the loss of a job, a bad medical report, the loss of loved ones, a betrayal of a friend. These are wounds that come into us, that come against us. But what we do with them is going to determine our healing process. So we can all agree that at least one time in our life, we've been broken. We've had a broken heart. God wants to heal the broken heart. The spirit of God that lives within us wants to heal the broken heart. We have to let him. What we won't reveal, he won't heal. It's not that he's not capable, but he's not going to violate. He's given us free will. You know, and as we walk in this life, we have free will. And God's desire is continual to want to work in and through our lives, to have such a communion that we don't allow anything to come in that's going to separate us from God. It's not that he separates from us. Sometimes we separate ourselves from him 
in the midst of our, our woundedness in not allowing him to. So point number two, I want to say an unhealed wound or a wound that's not attended, it will become infected. Wow, Joni, this doesn't sound too positive. I will tell you, it is a positive thing because the Lord is going to show us a path that if any of us are dealing with anything like this within our lives or as we're going out to bring others in, there are many wounded people out there. And he's going to give us a path on how to not only receive the healing for ourselves, but to be able to guide others into that place in Christ that the Spirit of God can bring healing to their wounds. There are a lot of wounded people. And if you don't know the Lord, they don't know how to deal with them. the wounds like, like the Scripture would have it. They do what the world thinks you should do. They don't know. We're the light of the world. We're the hope in this darkness. You know, we're here to help uh, bring them to the place, bring people to the place where he is the chain breaker. He is the way maker. We can't do it, but we're an instrument used by God to lead others into this place. But you know what? God wants to lead us into this place as well. So an unhealed wound will um, become infected. Has anybody ever had a wound that you just kind of ignored? Maybe you tried to treat it yourself? Only to find, like, it gets worse? What happens? Infection can set in. And what, what happens with that? It affects other areas of the body. And now we have more issues than just the one wound. We have all the other issues going on inside. And so God doesn't want us to take our wounded heart and ignore it and not bring it to him. He wants us to go before him and let him do the healing in those broken places so that, as with a physical wound, we don't allow it to fester. We don't allow infection to set in. And just like this, the, the physical of infection, do you know that there are spiritual infections that set in? Well, what, what are those? What are those? Anger, guilt, jealousy, unforgiveness, bitterness, loss of hope, depression, hate. These are all things that are like an infection to an unhealed wound. And and it comes to rob us. And the Bible says that only the thief comes to kill, steal, and and destroy. What does he want to destroy in our life? Freedom in Christ. Joy. The abundant life that God said that we would have. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. Not just to walk through the life, you know, as, oh, humdrum, oh, you know, just waiting to get to heaven. I'm just waiting to get to heaven. Yes, heaven's going to be, like, unbelievable. But Jesus said he came to give us life and life abundantly here. It's the enemy that wants to rob us 
of an abundant life. How does he rob us? He allows, when we don't let something become healed, these things enter into our life. They enter into our life because we're wounded. In not being healed, that infection of bitterness sets in, or the depression, or the outbursts of anger. These all enter in. And what are all these things? They're the works of the flesh. That's what Galatians says. They're the works of the flesh. Who works in our flesh? The enemy. The enemy. And when we don't, we don't allow ourselves to become healed, we're allowing an infection to come in. We're allowing the enemy that God didn't intend. Because you know what? We have power over the enemy. We, we don't have to allow any of this in our life. We have power. But we need to bring it to him. The spirit of the Lord wants to bring healing, deliverance, and freedom to us. Again, he doesn't just anoint us to do these things in others' lives. He wants us to experience. You know what I always love about the blessings of God? They flow through us. So we get to reap those blessings as they're going through us. And that's the blessing of God. The Holy Spirit is in us. He wants to do the work in us and through us. It can't be stopped up on either end. You know, we have to let it flow through us, but take advantage of the benefits to us. And that be in freedom, healing, deliverance. That be in freedom from unforgiveness. I, I, I feel so strong that the Lord is just really wanting to set us free from the wounds that we've had that have maybe caused unforgiveness in our life. And the unforgiveness might not be towards someone else. It might be towards ourselves. Maybe we can't forgive ourselves for a wound we cause. How many of us have have found ourselves in a situation and we say, well, you know what, I probably deserved that. You know, I can't really go to God for this because... You know, I was probably in a relationship he didn't want me in, so my hurt wasn't caused by him. I brought it on myself. Guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we brought Yes, we learn from it, and we, we make changes, but it doesn't matter. God sees the broken heart. He doesn't, you know, he, and he wants to heal that. It doesn't matter. He sees the unforgiveness that we battle with, or maybe we don't battle with. Maybe we're just accepting that, you know what? They deserved it, so I don't need to forgive them. I love the saying about unforgiveness being a place where we drink the poison, but we expect the other person to be hurt by it. Unforgiveness doesn't say what they did was right. It doesn't say what I did was right, but what it does is it says, I've been forgiven. They've been forgiven. It releases. It sets free, and it sets us free. It does not mean that what someone else did is okay. Forgiving someone doesn't mean, Pastor Robert, you hurt me really bad. I forgive you. But you know what? What you did, you know, was okay. It doesn't mean that. It means that we're no longer going to hold someone accountable because we're going to remember the forgiveness that we received in Christ because while we were yet sinners, he died for us. That meant, you know what? I wasn't doing anything good when Christ came and found me. And he saved me while I was doing nothing good. 
And I'm sure in that, that, that time, I was doing a lot of hurt and wounds to people in my lifestyle. But it, it, it sets us free. It sets us free. When a wound remains unhealed, the infection goes deeper. And it causes more problems than the original wound. And we've been talking about the symptoms. We've been talking about um, the things that when we don't allow the healing, what happens. And I want to just say, those of you that are watching online, I really sense that there are people that don't come to church because they've been hurt by a church. And if this is the reason that you don't come to church, I want to say, please come. Find a body. I'm sorry that you were hurt by a church. It shouldn't be, but it happens. It happens. But God still wants you to become part of a church, and he wants to heal you. Don't make the inner vow that if that's how Christians are, I don't want no part of it. Because you know what? Christians are still imperfect people following the Lord, being sanctified daily. So we will fail you. The only one that will not fail you is God. And the power in the presence of God with other believers in a body of Christ, you can't experience by watching online. So if it's not this body, find a church. Find a church. Get rid of the vow that if that's how Christians are, you know, and, and, and have this vow, God, I'm going for you. God, I'm going for you, and I'm looking to you because I know you will never fail me. Amen. So... Um, He wants to heal us. He wants to heal us. Like an infected wound, unhealed causes us to avoid people or places. Look at Adam and Eve. They hid from God. They hid from God with shame. They... They hid from God in shame. That was, a, that was what entered a wound. That was a wound, the shame of, of their behavior. They allowed shame to come in, and they hid from God. And sometimes we do that. How do we do that? We avoid, we avoid him in prayer because it's a vulnerable place. You know, we don't want to become vulnerable before the Lord because it's too painful, it's, it's too painful to deal with this. But let me just encourage you, it might be painful, but when that is opened up and the Lord brings in the healing and all that stuff runs out and there's healing that takes place, you are going to experience a freedom like you've never felt. And the pain won't be anymore. Instead of walking around with a life of pain from it not being healed, you won't have the pain anymore. Oh, yes, you might have the scar. You might have the scar, but you know what? Touching it, you don't have the pain involved. And what do I mean by that? You might remember. You might never forget what was done to you. But when the healing of Christ comes into your life and the Holy Spirit does the healing, when you remember it, there's not going to be any pain associated, just like with the scar. There's no, you know, very rare there's pain associated with the scar over time because the healing has come. God doesn't say forget. Yes, it'd be nice if we could, but let's, let's be real. There are some things in our life that we will never be able to forget. 
But when you're healed and God has brought the healing, you allow him to bring the healing into your life. Remembering will not bring the pain involved with it. It won't. Let's not hide in shame. Let's not avoid God. Let's not avoid people or places because of being wounded. Now, I say that to say there are times that God will have us avoid people and places as a healthy boundary. But there's a difference as a healthy boundary in one of just hiding and you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with it. There's two different things. So if God has set up a healthy boundary in your life to keep you from being wounded, that is very appropriate. But if you find that you're working your life around avoiding people and places because you don't want to be reminded of the wound, God wants to heal. He wants to heal. We avoid him by not reading our word because you know what? The, the word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. But what else does the word do? It exposes it exposes things in us. It exposes things in us, not with a condemnation, not at all with a condemnation, but with the promises of God. You know, it might expose this within me, but it's with the promises of God. Let me share a story and um, what's, what happened in my own life. And because I realized, you know, I used to not want to share this story because I had shame over it. But what I realized is my story is powerful testimony to others. And my husband and I, we met um, 40-something years ago, and we got married, and um, we didn't get off on the right foot. I didn't get off on the right foot with his parents. Um, I wasn't saved at the time, but I didn't like them, and they did not like me. And both of us probably had good reason why we didn't like each other. A lot of it was offense, taking the words wrong, offense, but I didn't like them, and they definitely didn't like me. They did not like me. Um, I became a Christian, and then they really didn't like me. Um, but I share this to say, in my walk with the Lord, I was praying. I was praying, God, at the time I smoked cigarettes, God, please take away these cigarettes from me. Lord, please take away these cigarettes from me. I smell, you know, all the, the outward things in church. that were, I don't want people to see I had shame. I didn't want to be bound. God, please take these cigarettes from me. And you know what the Lord spoke to me? The Holy Spirit spoke so strongly to me, I will never forget it. He said, I will get to that. But right now, I want to deal with the bitterness in your heart towards your in-laws. I want to deal with that bitterness because that bitterness is keeping you from the life, the fullness of life in Christ. And I want, you to, I want to deal with it. Will you let me? Well, it was so painful for me to have to admit as a Christian that I was harboring unforgiveness and bitterness but there was a freedom in it. And guess what? Slowly the Lord began walking me into the place where it didn't matter what they did or said or if they liked me or they didn't like me. I was going to be Jesus to them. I was just going to be Jesus to them. And I will say God did such a beautiful work that I could have never imagined and neither could they have. Because in the later years of their life, 
there are six siblings in Doug's family. Well, guess who they lived with and who their caretakers were? Doug and I, I came to love them like my parents, and they loved me like their daughter. But if anybody would have told me when I was in bitterness against them that that would have happened, I think I would have made a vow, absolutely not. And they probably would have said the same thing. Oh, no, no. But the beauty of it, these things that we carry, they keep us from the life in Christ and the freedom in Christ. And you know what ended up happening? His parents came to know the Lord. His father came to know the Lord. I could have been a hindrance to that. I could have been a hindrance to that. His father came to know the Lord, and I had the privilege of holding his hand as the song, How Great Thou Art, was playing, and he passed into eternity. Our life isn't just about us. Yes, I experienced the freedom. I experienced the freedom because God didn't want me to live under the freedom that he came for. And that's what it is. He doesn't want to li- us to live beneath. He wants us. Will we give him our heart? Will we allow him and reveal, allow him to reveal so that he can heal? Again, he doesn't reveal to condemn. He doesn't reveal to put shame. He doesn't reveal for any other reason but to heal. He wants to give us a hope and a future. That's who he is. He wants us to have the abundant life in him. And oh, by the way, it wasn't too much longer. The Lord did deliver me from cigarette smoking. But it was, had to be in his time and his way. He, there were issues of my heart that were um, more damaging than the cigarette at the time. So I just want to remind you that he's not going to heal what you won't reveal. Allow him to reveal it. Even as a Christian, we fall into this at times. We fall into the unforgiveness. Even as a Christian, I fell into the unforgiveness. But I thank God that he didn't leave me to myself. He didn't leave me to myself. But you know what? It took me bearing my heart before him. Lord, do this work in me. Lord, I want to be more like you. Lord, I want to be free from things that bind me. And that's when the light showed. And that's what... We can do. Bring our hearts before him. Many times, the, the biggest uh, forgiveness, the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Many times, the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. I want to remind you, do not call unclean what God has called clean. God is washed. He's forgiven. If you've asked for forgiveness, he has washed you. He has forgiven you. Don't call yourself unclean when he has forgiven you. Walk and accept by faith that forgiveness. Okay, Joni, I recognize I might have some unhealed wounds. Now what do I do? Great, you just like put this all on me and now what do I do? First thing is admit it. We're going to admit it. Admit it's there. Lord, okay, I had to come face-to-face with my bitterness. I had to admit it. Admit it. Lord, help me to see and admit. As much as I hate seeing this within me and within my heart, I admit it's there because you're showing me it is. Admit it's there. 
We don't have to keep it unattended to where it ends up getting infected. Even if we recognize we have let it get infected, let God reveal it and heal it. Deal with it right away. That's the best thing. Deal with it right away. But sometimes we don't. B, bring it to God. Confess it to him. He knows it anyways. Right? God knew where Adam and Eve was. Who, who thinks that God didn't know where Adam and Eve was when he said, Adam, Eve, where are you? Adam, where are you? God knew fully. But they had to come face to face with where they were. And we have to come face to face with where we are. You know, and express it. Express your hurt. Express your anger. Express your, uh, your frustration. He knows it's there. Express it. Talk to him like you would the closest person to you. Because the closest person to us, we usually just vent everything to. And just like the psalmist, they would. But they would always come back in faith and hope. So as we confess it, okay, God, let us walk as you would have us walk. Sometimes it might require a little pain. But no pain, no gain. And in the end, I'm telling you, the freedom, the freedom and the joy, because these things rob the joy of our lives as well. So... Bring it to him. Admit it. Bring it to him. Confess it. And confess and seek someone to pray with you. James says, Therefore, confess your sins. Other versions say your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So we're going in faith Will you pray with me? Because I know the word says that you're righteous because of Christ. You serve Christ. And that prayer is powerful and effective. So by faith, I'm asking you to pray with me. And I'm believing it to be done. When we are in the midst of our own stuff, we need to remind each other of God's promises to allow his love to flow through to us and through us. For others. So maybe you have a wound that's been healed. Well, great, because you know what? That's a testimony. That's a testimony. And you can pray even a great affair, uh, prayer of faith because you know what he's done in you. You know you've experienced. You haven't just read it. You haven't just heard about it. You've experienced. And that is a powerful testimony for others. We have to fill our minds with the truths to counteract the thoughts that are not of him. One truth is we're no longer slaves, but we're sons and daughters. That's Galatians 4, 6. We're heirs of Christ. Therefore, we have access to all he is and all he has. We are no longer slaves, the word says. The spirit of the Lord sets free. So if the spirit of the Lord dwells in us, we just have to know how to access it, just as Pastor tells us. You know, it's all within us. As believers, we just have to know how to access it. I'm going to have Krista come up. She has um, a little object lesson that I think would be really appropriate where it's Family Sunday to kind of go along with this, and then I'll come back up and close. Hi, everyone. 
I'm Krista. For those of you that don't know me, I am um, one of the children's leaders here, and we just wanted to bring home, seeing it's our family service, what Joni was saying today, and we just wanted to give you guys a little visual um, of what this means, so how Jesus and the Holy Spirit can not only work in us, but through us, right? Can everybody see this heart here? Okay. So this is what Joni was talking about. When we allow things to wound our hearts, they get festered, she said. They get infected, right? Can somebody tell me those things that she was mentioning that get on our heart, that we allow into our hearts that can cause us to get congested? Let's say. Shame. Shame. Guilt. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a huge one. Yes. Selfishness. Selfishness. Sin, right? All of these things can get into our heart, right? And all of these things can cause wounds on our hearts, right? So when that happens and they get infected, as Joni would say, they start to fill our hearts with all this horrible stuff that we just can't shake, that we can't get rid of, not by ourselves anyway, right? And like Joni said, Jesus doesn't want that. Like she said, with Adam and Eve, what happened? They became separated from God, right? They felt like they couldn't come to him. They couldn't. They didn't have a clean heart anymore, right? And all of these things were inside of them that were causing them to avoid him, that caused us to avoid other people, that stop us from ministering, stop us from sharing our testimonies, like Joni shared her testimony today, and she said that took a long time for her to do, and I can relate to that. I'm sure everybody can, right? We aren't able to open ourselves up when we have all of these wounds in our heart, right? We're going to say that this is Jesus, and this is the Holy Spirit working in and through us, right? So when we give this to God, when we admit it, Right? When we find someone to pray with or even just ask God ourselves, right? When we're honest with what it is, God already knows, like Joni said. He already knows, but we have free will. We can hold on to this stuff or we can give it to God and we can really truly ask God to purify us, to cleanse us. And when we do that, when we recognize everything that God has for us and that He can really truly set us free, He can bring healing to our hearts. Can everybody see? Let me bring it out a little. <laughs> but our hearts become clean again. All of that stuff is gone, right? And it doesn't block us anymore from sharing our testimonies or sharing with the Lord or opening up to him. We can't just say and read the Bible, oh, I read the Bible, and just leave it on the pages. We have to live that out. And when we trust God with that, he truly, truly will cleanse our heart. This is what Joni was trying to say today, guys, for the kids that... Or adults that maybe are visual learners, think about that. Amen. That is such a great visual. I think that even some of us adults needed to see. In close, and I just want to, um, I want to remind you of one of the first. Big interactions, not, not the first, but 
You know, when Moses met on the mountain with God, and he first heard God, and God said to him, I hear the cries of my people. I hear the cries of my people, so I'm sending you, Moses. He hears the cries of his people, and he wants to send us. But maybe he's hearing your cry this morning, where you're recognizing, I'm really struggling with this. Yes, the Lord is showing me that I'm really struggling with this. The good news is, he reveals it to heal it. So we're going to ask, we're going to have some prayer people up here, and we're going to ask, if you sense that the Lord is speaking to you about something that you need to let go of, a wound, a wound that has um, wounded you for healing, there are going to be those of us up here praying. He wants to set us free from unforgiveness, even if the unforgiveness is not forgiven ourselves. I just encourage you, David's going to play a song. There's going to be another song, worship song playing. And during that, come up for prayer. Come up for prayer. We want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. We want the abundant life that God has given us. And we want no longer for the enemy to rob us of that joy and that abundant life. And we're going to walk in freedom. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.